Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Grassroots Church Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today, we're finishing up chapter four of the 1689, paragraphs two and three. We'll get to that in just a minute. In the meantime, hi, my name is Adam. I'm an elder here at Grassroots Church with Darren Cherry, my boy, the lead elder of Grassroots Church. Good long morning, Darren. There is just a couple of us today. Yeah, sorry, uh, Mark had to work, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, some of us have to. Darren, I thoroughly enjoyed last week's podcast. Out of all the recordings we've done to meditate and pray through and look up scripture on fun, it it puts me in a good spirit. It has still put me in a good spirit. So, friends, I hope you... Yeah, it was fun. It's fun to think about fun, meta-fun, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it fun today because we've got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about. Don't want to give too much away at first. But Darren, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I had a good day yesterday. Uh, yesterday was an out of the ordinary day. One of those that's it just, I was in Beckley, got to go to the cigar lounge with uh, three other pastors and hang out. And then I had a a Zoom call and a couple phone calls, but I got to hang with the family last night. So uh, yesterday was a good day. It was it was different, but but it was fun. Most of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yes, yeah, same here. It's just working, working, enjoying the family, meetings, studying. Same old, same old. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is your yard mode right now? It was because I <laughs> just looked because you and I are. When we left the bean this morning, you were like, what is today going to be? Is it going to be a till the garden day? Is it going to be, you know, work outside? And I said, do whatever you need to because, like, it's supposed to start raining. And so I was like, I wonder when the rain's going to hit. Today it's supposed to hit, like, like past 8 o'clock. Like, it's going to be later. Sounds like an excuse not to do yard work. (laughs) But here's why you better get out and do it. Oh, man. I looked, and according to my app... There's a chance of rain the next seven days. So it's like, if you don't now, maybe I'll just build an ark, <laughs> like a little boat, like a little paddle boat, and maybe they'll write about it one day. Adam's paddle boat, that whenever it rained for seven days, Frankfurt community laughed at me. But he that, was ready. But that canoe, is paddle boat the right phrase? And plus, I'm talking about like, isn't if the, isn't the paddle boat the one that, like, you have the little foot pedals and you. Like a bicycle that you go and the paddles Gosh, underneath. Maybe. Oh, our friends are cringing right now. Paddle boat, paddle board. The paddle board's the one you stand on. It looks like a surfboard, but you stand on and you have the paddle and you go. Okay. Those are fun. I've never done one. We stayed at a house a few years ago at Lake Norman that had a bunch of those and kayaks. Paddleboarding was great. Paddleboarding around uh you know, the 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 lake neighborhood. Which is did, pretty nice. Did Potter get on the paddle boat with you? No, but we got to be careful. Potter gets a little crazy in the water. He's a you know water breed, and he goes nuts. Because <laughs> I always see people on those paddle boats, but they always have their dogs with them. No, Potter would be all over the place. He would be on and off that paddle board. He'd be drinking all the lake. He would drink Lake Norman. He's <laughs> he's crazy on the beach and places like, but he loves it. Uh, so we take him. But you know, okay. So if you're going fishing at Sherwood and you got two other guys with you, let's rent a boat. And it's got the oars on either side, but there yep. are three benches in the middle. Yeah. What what would you call that? Uh, Normandy landing craft? A so, rowboat? A rowboat. Maybe? Because it's because it's the flat bottom boat, right? It's like it's not a it's not a canoe. Not a canoe. It's the not it's a, a kayak. It's a flat flat bottom boat with with Oars. Yeah, I'm going to make one of those for the seven straight days of rain, and Frankfurt will laugh at me, but uh, ha-ha, we'll see who's laughing. Me and my two animals, both males, have an issue with that. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. And? And uh, the kids. Okay, I was going to say, like you're like, me and the two animals. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, girls. You're on your own, but me and uh, the animals. Can we're I good. Uh, borrow Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> for about 30 years. Just need some extra hands. Yeah, you know, they keep keeping the human line <laughs> flowing. I got two girls 
human girls and two two boy pets. But I don't like boats. Honestly, I don't like rowboats. Kayaks are fun if you can kind of float. If you're in a river and you're kayaking and the current takes you, that's that's great. Kayaking in a lake, though, that's a lot of work. Rowboat, kind of a lot of work. Those paddle boards at Sherwood, those are a lot of work. Uh, I Somebody in our group did uh, mention recently that he uh, he has kayaks and likes to kayak the Greenbrier. And so I'm like, I want to do that. He said, let's go sometime. And he's talking about like a, there's like a, three-hour trip from his house to Alderson. And he said parts of that are really fun. So I was like, ah. Yeah, there's swimming holes. I've kayaked from, let's see, Caldwell to Ronsford. That was whenever we moved. So our house was in Ronsford, our apartment. So the, we've, we've floated the river a couple times, and that takes way too long. Don't float from Caldwell to Alderson, or from Caldwell to Ronsford. It takes yeah. all day unbeknownst to us but you can yeah you can do that via kayak like a couple hours maybe but it's a lot of fun there's swimming holes in some areas i don't have a kayak but i do have i don't darren you might not know this about me in my garage i've got a kayak rack that can hold two but you don't have a kayak but i don't have a kayak you need two kayaks i'm halfway there if anybody has no kayak (laughs) (laughs) i've actually never kayaked i've been canoeing a couple times but I've never kayaked. Let me guess. You canoed at church camp. Yep. Uh, and someone all, uh, inevitably tips it over on purpose. Uh, surprisingly, the time we went, the dude I was with, we tipped over once, and it was by accident. We had a kayak at our house. Uh, my brother-in-law had bought it and wanted to start, like he wanted to go kayaking, and he he found it on a good price here, I think, at Walmart. And but he never he didn't have a way to get it to his house. They lived in Morgantown, and he never had a way to get it to his house. And then they moved to Alabama. Then he definitely didn't have a way to get it to his house. So it sat in my shed for like two years. The closest I always tell people this: closest that ever got to water is our cat peed in it once. Like that's the closest that thing ever got to water. Did it sink? It it held up well. Oh, good. But uh, but and then finally, like, what's your cat's name? Thomas. Tom, I, I've always asked. I keep forgetting. I was petting him the other day at your house. And, uh, the way to remember it, he's, he's a Tomcat. Right. So I should Tom remember cat, that, but yeah. I'm not going to, but I should. His full name is Thomas Marshmallow Cherry. That is his full name. Because when we got him, <laughs> Kelly wanted to name him Thomas, but I don't remember if it was Luke or Gavin wanted to name him Marshmallow. And so we're like, how about Thomas Marshmallow? And, and whenever we say his name, I will say this. Whenever we say his name, his full name, somehow we always, like, divulge into a British accent. We go, Thomas Marshmallow Cherry. Like, it's like this, this drawn-out yeah, Thomas Marshmallow. Well, we, we, Jesse and I, project our voices onto our animals and kids. I think Kelly, Kelly's admitted oh, something like this. We do the same thing. Similarly, yeah, voices for um, animals. Vader, our cat, is British. Oh, he is okay. Kind of snobby British. Uh, he's kind of snobby. It's one of those. I think all cats are kind of snobs. <laughs> That's true. In the end, but here's how you get the kayak to Bama. You ready for this? You stick it on the Greenbrier. You float down the Greenbrier. Get into the New River. Go forever to the Kanawha. I'm pretty sure at some point that, that goes into the Ohio. It goes to the Ohio, which goes to the Mississippi. And doesn't the does the, the Mississippi doesn't get off? Well, I mean Mississippi right next to Mississippi's right next to Alabama, right? Right. So, so the, I'm sure you can get to the Gulf. River there you go. Well, tell Jake who, yep. who was it? Was it Jake? Yep, Jake. There you go, Jake. You're welcome. It would be helpful if we hadn't sold it like seven years ago. Get it back. I do. Would that be a fun trip? I know who bought it. Do you want to play Lewis and Clark? How long do you think it would take? All right. So Greenbrier to New. To Canal, to Ohio, to Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Those rivers. How long? That's months. Yeah, Siri doesn't do that map. Well, she doesn't do anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, I will uh, say, there's been times where I go to, uh, I remember we were going to uh, New Orleans last year for Luke's senior trip, and there were times that I'm like punching it. Okay, how far are we now? How far away are we now? And it was like, Seven hours. This is a two-day trip. And I'm like, what the? How is that a two-day? And then I realized it had gone to the, like, you're on a bike. 
Oh yeah, or or you're you're walking. walking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy cow! I thought we were closer than that. And then Dude, I two realized. days to get to Louisiana is pretty good, though. I, you know, and I was thinking about this the other day. I we was going to look it up, but I forgot about it. Something I was thinking about this is uh, maybe it's interesting, friends. If not, sorry. But you know, I feel like by default, if someone says I want to take a big trip, I want to bike across the country, it's usually east to west. Something like that. Maybe you go up like a northern coast route, to coast, and on the way back you go a southern route. Yeah, you go Forrest Gump. Yeah, nobody everybody. says I want to go from uh, Chicago to Dallas. Right. No. Okay. How about this? How about we go to the northern point of North America? Whatever Canada is that, in, is that in Oregon or is that in Canada somewhere? I'm sure. Oh, North America. I'm, yeah, like the, the North continental. American continent. Okay. Yes. Sorry. 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 Yeah. And we go to that point. Whatever that is. Now I don't think North Pole. Oh, I'm so bad. I even Alan mentioned that on Sunday. I told you about he was he was talking about a landing strip above the Arctic Circle, and I thought, how do you get up? How do you get further up than up? Eventually, you start going down. They, they built flat Earth. They built it. But man, how come no one's ever taken a bike ride from the most northern point in North America down to the southern tip of Argentina? How long would that take? How many miles would that be? And think about it. You go through the different climates. You go through the different ecos, eco zones. Sure. You know. Yeah. Because you're up there. The Arctic Circle is pine forest and then snow forever, Canada. And you get to see some of the Rockies. And by that time, oh, America, baby. Start going through the Midwest. Kind of boring. They start getting to Texas. It's boring, but it's fun boring. <laughs> it's flat. Yeah. Well, not all of it, but it's flat. Mexico's fun. Just be careful. If you're an American tourist in Mexico, you might get shot, and then the cartels will have to send the president of your country a, an apology. Remember that? There was a family. I'm pretty sure it goes like this. There was a family who was on vacation in Mexico. They were Americans, and the cartels killed them, and they wrote a letter to maybe it was Biden or our uh, Secretary of State saying, hey, uh, sorry, misunderstanding. <laughs> Didn't mean to do it. Sorry about that. But they wrote a letter to apologize. The cartel, like, sorry. They were just like, my bad. Yeah, but then you get to go to the, to the canal, Panama Canal. Can you imagine, like, that halfway point? Yeah. And then you go all the way through, like, the Amazon on a bike trail, Argentina, eat some steak. Like, how come no one goes north to south? Here, here's a question. This is related but unrelated before we get to our topic. Is the, for, for America, for the United States of America, is the southern tip down on in Florida or is it Texas? Which one's further? Florida, the, isn't it? The, the most southern point in the United States is Key West. I'm pretty sure it's okay. like 90 miles from uh, Cuba. And is the northern tip in Oregon or Maine? Mm, I want to say Maine. Final answer. Because obviously I can picture the so, United States. In so my you're head, saying but let's, I can't picture let's go East Coast. Let's go from Maine to Florida. If you went from the, the northern tip of Maine to the southern tip of Florida. Hey Siri, what's the most northern point in America? I'm just going to say Alaska. <laughs> Sporkle. Hey Siri, what's the most southern point in the United States? Continental. Now we do Siri. need to <laughs> say continental. Try continental. <clears throat> hey Siri, what is the northernmost point in the continental U.S.? It's too complicated for her. Oh. What? Okay. Hey Siri, what is the most southern point of North America in the continental U.S.? Too much. She's thinking. Oh, she's got to do that Siri thing. She's thinking. Minnesota. No, yeah. Hey, Siri, what is the southernmost... Hey, Siri, what is the southernmost point of the continental U.S.? I hate Siri so bad. Key West. It says Key West. Okay. Well, I got, I'm, you were, I'm one for Minnesota. five. Minnesota. Who would have... That is an ultimate trivia question right there. Because anybody's going to say Maine or Oregon. Maybe maybe somebody who doesn't know geography too well would even say Michigan. No way anybody says Minnesota. There's no way. That I'm, is the ultimate trivia question. I'm shocked, personally. 
Okay, so we need to go from. So we have to go from wherever in Minnesota that was. To <laughs> wherever. I'm pretty sure it was called wherever Minnesota. Uh, yeah, to Key West, Florida. You talk about what you would see. Ooh, that would be fun. Be a little Bucket list. Got to be on the right time of year. Actually, it's good. you're going to get in trouble no matter what time of year it is because it's going to be we're just going to get hot at some point. But depending really on how long it takes, if you could start kind of – oh, go for it. Hey, Siri, how long would it take to ride a bike from the northernmost point in Minnesota to Key West, Florida? Okay, I found this on the net, but how long would it take to ride a bike from the northernmost point? She's not going to tell me. I don't want to read it, Siri. That's the point, Siri, is what? for you to not what was the, make me. We need to ask the town again from Minnesota. What's hey, the northern point? Hey, Siri, what is the northernmost point in the continental United States? Here's what I found from reference.com. The northernmost point in the continental U.S. is Angle, Minnesota. Angle. Yeah, if you want to see how to spell Angle, it. Angle, Minnesota. No, not Angle Inlet. Angle, Minnesota. <laughs> Angle, I, I go to Key West. Angie, I'm, I'm Minnesota. Up. Hey, friends and, and faithful listeners, yep. we are so sorry. Yeah, this, this is, is what you're getting. But this is probably the worst podcast you've ever heard so far. Adam and Darren play with what? Siri <laughs> and plan a bike trip that they will never do. Angle, but no one goes from north to south. Angle, Minnesota to Key West, Florida. Uh, Maps is saying it can't find a way there. From Angle, Minnesota to Key West, Florida, it's saying no. <laughs> it's saying that's not an Can you option. do Miami? Try Miami and then add a few hundred miles or something. Because you have to, you can drive to Key West. There's a big bridge. I'm going to uh, do Angle Inlet. Remember they used to, I think they had to close it down one time because they had a bunch of chickens on it. <laughs> yeah, random bonus, bonus fact. You know who's most associated with Key West, Florida? Big Papa. Uh, what, Erna, uh, Hemingway? Oh, you know, Jesse and I went to Key West for a honeymoon. Did Rain. You it was a monsoon. We were only Aww. we took a cruise and stopped there during the day, and it did nothing but pour. This is saying the Angle Inlet in Minnesota. So apparently, Angle is like an island mm-hmm. or something. But to 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 ride a bike from Angle, Minnesota. Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this because I'm just looking at the map and we need to talk about it. Um, the the from Angle, Minnesota to Key West, Florida, it says on a bike is eight days. But that's if you are on the bike twenty four hours a day. <laughs> so let's say sixteen days. It'll take sixteen a, days. About half a month. But it's pretty good. If you look at this map, like is there a bike path that goes from Angle Inlet to Key West? So there's this super straight line. That creates the border of Canada and Minnesota, which actually this isn't far from Winnipeg, so that's that's a pretty familiar name for people. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this angle, like, takes a ninety degree turn and goes straight up, and then not far up comes right back down. So it's almost like this little tip of Minnesota is almost like this little thumbs sticking up like giving you a thumbs up like yeah, we're, gi- we're giving canada a thumbs up like way yeah. to go canada minnesota's going we love you canada eh and so it's <laughs> that was racist that was xenophobic was cultural miss okay <laughs> sorry I, I can't even pretend to be i know politically um, correct i don't but, i don't know anymore but this is like it it is it's it's this little thumbs up that they're to be able to get there by land we have to cross over into Canada to stay in the United States to get to this portion of Minnesota. You have to go through water and, and a big body of water. So I'm is it, fascinated. Is it Great Lakes, the body of water, is that Huron or something? I don't, uh, I don't know the layout of the Great Lakes off the top of my head, but that massive lake there <laughs> is it the no, Great Lakes. No, this is a little. It's it's a big body of water, like for where it's at, but it's not one of the Great Lakes. Well, the land of many lakes, where the Lakers came from. Boom, there you go, friends. Enjoy all that uh, free information brought to you by me and Darren. If y'all want to do it one summer, go from north to south. You got a couple weeks. Dude, I'm just going to say this. Can you imagine how sore your butt would be riding a bike? Yeah, we'd have to figure something out. How do you put a recliner on a bicycle? (laughs) 
Yeah. How long have we gone on this? Can we Y'all, do Larry, tricycles? we are so sorry. Uh, we have gone, I didn't start a timer, 20 minutes. We are so sorry, 24 Larry. 24 minutes. So I think this actually works out because the what we're in in the 1689, um, I think there's there's individual podcasts that could come out of each one of these paragraphs, but we wanted to cover it as the 1689. And so we a couple weeks ago, we did... Um, oh, that's God's decree. I don't want that one. Uh, that sounds bad. I don't want God's decree. Um, I want cha- Darren's decree. <laughs> chapter four of creation. <clears throat> we did paragraph one. We set out that week to do all three paragraphs, but we were like, we just got through paragraph one. So today you want to do paragraphs two and three. That's that's the intention. Yeah. And the intention of this is not to be divisive or to even offer social cultural commentary. We're just talking about what the 1689 has to say about creation and the biblical legitimacy that it has in those statements. That's it. Do you know what I said about if I, if, if I were to be, like if God called me to move and plant another church, I think to simplify it. Angle, I, angle Inlet. I would be in Angle Inlet, Minnesota. Eh? Um, <laughs> I, two things I would do. One is, you know how our belief statement for grassroots is what we call close-handed issues. Like you cannot be in covenant community without agreeing on these things. Everything that's not listed are open-handed. So, you know, eschatology and um, even ecclesiology, certain things ecclesiologically. Uh, I'm surprised. I don't even know if I said that word right. No, I like it. Just keep going. No, 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 keep going. Own it. Uh, Claim it. (laughs) I named it, so now I claim it. Sorry, Uh, sorry, friends. We had an earlier conversation about that. Yeah. Should Um, we have a podcast episode on that? We should. We absolutely should. We'll get like, back. I'm not even afraid of that one. We need to do that. <laughs> um, so with those, uh, the rest are closing. I, if I were to plant a church again, I would make our belief statement the Apostles' Creed. Like that would be, like mm-hmm. we we need to agree on these things. Like these, because as Al Mohler said, you you every Christian believes more than what's the Apostles' Creed, but no Christian can believe less. And you know what's interesting. You mentioned that because there there are various religious commentators out there who kind of dismiss the history of the church, and I'm not saying that the church was always perfect nope, theologically. Far from it. But who are we? Uh, I think C.S. Lewis even called that historical snobbery. Just because we have access to the wealth of all human information right here in our pockets, we think we know everything, so we disregard. Ever, so much of history, and people don't want to know the history. They don't want to know the context. That is sad. So I, I, I give you that. The, the older historical documents, I do think, helps connect us to the universal church, which does transcend boundaries of time. Yeah, and of course, I'm, I'm going through the Grassroots Institute church history course uh, with our current Oh, I know. Um, students of that. I hear about it. And then, um, oh, that's true. Everyone's, everyone in my group is smarter than me. Thanks. Jeff, Jeff and Judy are in that. Kim backed out of that one, but Jeff and Judy are in it. Um, but then uh, with our leadership residency uh, students, we're, we're going through a church history book right now. Um, so it's like I'm kind of, I happen to be in that church history book where I am in the church history course. So it's like, coincide. It's pretty cool. But um, but I think I would I would make it... First of all, I think church history, it has... I've always felt connected to the Acts 2 church. I've always felt connected. But as I'm taking this course and reading this book, I feel connected to 2,000 years of church history. Like, the church has never... There's not been a broken line in the church. There's not this point where if it hadn't been for Martin Luther, then the church wouldn't exist today. Like, the Catholic church was jacked up, is jacked up. Um, and and so it's not like, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't. There is an unbroken line of church history. But I think I would make the Apostles' Creed our belief statement, and our doctrinal statement would be the 1689. Well, uh, put it forth, and we'll see what Mark and the deacons and uh, the, the everyone else in grassroots. I was going to say, it would act, it, that would actually have to be a covenant community vote because that would that's change. That's a big one. The, uh, that's a big one. The I church constitution. I don't know if that would actually go through. No, I wouldn't do it now. We're, we're good. We're, it's not like our belief statement and doctor statement are bad. But yeah, we're going to update it by getting an older one. <laughs> no. Maybe. Um, okay, so paragraph two. You want to hear it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sweet. I think it sounds good. This is uh, sixteen eighty nine. Uh, Second London Baptist Confession, chapter 4, paragraph 2. After God had made all other creatures, he created man, male and female, with reasonable and immortal souls, rendering them fit unto that life to God for which they were created, being made after the image of God in knowledge, right, righteousness, and true holiness, having the law of God written in their hearts and power to fulfill it, and yet under a possibility of transgressing, being left to the liberty of their own will, which was subject subject to change. Now, was that just paragraph? That's just paragraph two. two. That's a loaded paragraph. Every single sentence. That's loaded. Just, okay, let's just let's do it this way. You want to go? Let's take a couple moments and uh, offer insight, I guess, on those statements because each one is pretty profound, actually. So the first one: After God had made all other creatures, He created man, male and female. I think we could stop there because. You and I talked about it. We want to do a podcast where we talk about the biblical view of gender. So we're not going to get into that now. Right. This is not. But the this platform. statement here is um, I've heard it. You tell me what you think. I've heard it said that, like, the crown jewel of God's creation was mankind. So male and female, man, man and woman, mankind, the crown jewel. What do, you, what do you think about that statement? I've heard something similar in the past because mankind was created in God's own image. The the, 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 only, the creature, yeah, the has a special only of God's creation, created in, in God's image, right? Man, that's that's kind of where I land. It's like the human species, if you will. I know we're not animals. Don't you know? Chill. Um, but the Relax. creatures known as mankind or humanity has a very special cosmic place in God's creation, and that is we reflect His image to creation. It's a special calling. That's which, that's the way I've always... Which it says later on, it says, being made after the image of God. Um, and so the word image, uh, tracking it back, uh, the etymology, it's it's it comes with the, the idea of looking in a mirror, where when I look in a mirror, I'm looking at a reflection of me. I'm not actually looking at me. Like, I will never see myself the way other people see me. I can look at a reflection of me, and it, it tells a lot about it, but it's it's just not the same. Um, well, even shadows go out in the yard in the middle of the day, well, maybe not the middle of the day, <laughs> maybe the afternoon, uh, and, and go look at a shadow on a tree. It's like you can look at the tree and you see the shadow. You know the sun exists because there is a shadow. The shadow is, you know, the light is affected by something bigger and grand, more grandeur. Which, total side note, I, I realized moment the other day, one of the things I love about summer that I forget about during the winter is the shade of a tree. Once it leaves out, like that shade of a tree, like I love it. Sorry, total yeah, side Yeah, I love note. whenever I get to go under a tree in the warm, in the hot summer days. It's like, oh, thank you, tree. Oh, you know, that's nice. right. Or a breeze. You know, man, that feels nice on a hot summer day, and you feel that breeze at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you're in the garden. It's like, oh, yeah. There's nothing like sitting in front of an open window in the summer, and there's a warm breeze coming in. Oh, so, so yeah, that image. But this is it says being made after the image of God in knowledge, righteousness, and true holiness. Now, does it say that in the sixteen eighty nine? Yeah, that's it's about halfway through because we the first line after God made all other creatures, He created man, male, and female. Um, so, giving us the image of of God uh, comes with, and I'm just going to keep reading what it says here with reasonable and immortal souls. Um, it's an interesting phrase, too. There is. There's a big... Reasonable and immortal souls. I think that means... It basically means we, we're able to reason, whereas animals act on instinct. Uh, Correct. It's, it's, that, it's that special position in creation that we exclusively yes. have. Yes. That's part of being made in the image of Christ, or in the image of God. Because I, this is what I, Matt Chandler always said this. If you watch the nature shows and the lion chases the zebra. I was thinking about this. The zebra runs, not because it's thinking I'm going to die. It's running because it's being chased. Like, it's instinct to run. Okay, so Rowan and I have been talking about one, one of her class pets died. They have two eggs. Aww. And it was really sweet. Yeah, one, turtle. Because they called turtle him turtle. Died? Well, Turtle was slow getting out of his shell. He was born sick. And Rowan, I felt bad for Rowan. I thought that was a cute little kindergarten experiment. And I was 
it's a good I think I was so. more upset than with Rowan and I told her the, like this is a few days after that situation occurred I was watching uh TV with her and I was like Rowan I'm really sorry about Turtle I, that's that's disappointing but you know that's one reason why daddy loves Jesus and loves thinking about heaven because there's no death in heaven mm. and she's like are there animals in heaven? It's like, I don't know to what degree, like specific animals, but it, there are lions and lambs hanging out with each other. So there's something going on. But and horses, we've, we've heard about horses. Unicorns, the King James Version says unicorn. <laughs> that's, that's, don't, y'all don't quote me on that at all. Thought it was a good teaching opportunity to be like, well, this is why. Bigfoots. <laughs> I feel like I'm being set up. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't go for the bait. Are Continue. you mocking me? Animals in heaven. I will say, that's a great discussion. That's one. A, a, an answer that I'm going to be honest, I don't think we have. No. Is Mm-mm. what animals are in heaven? Do, does, does Potter, your dog, sequel, my dog, do they have souls? Not like humans. There's yeah. something different. And I was even thinking, now I've, I've been using my imagination. I can imagine being in heaven hanging out with Jesus. He's like, let me show you something. And he like, has this awesome aquarium because he's Jesus. That's it's called the ocean. And there's this crazy looking nutty fish. And I was like, what is that fish? He's like, well, this is the first fish. I was like, what? Like stuff, stuff like, I don't know. Use your imaginations and have fun the with it. Prototype. Stay biblical. But I did have that conversation with her and I've been thinking about that lion and the lamb because here in this fallen state of nature we, we reside in, when you think about that, what what... Let's see, what was it you said was around a zebra? Yeah. Whenever the lion's chasing the zebra, maybe they have like this inner monologue understanding. Or maybe they're talking to each other where the lion catches the zebra and the zebra's like, oh, snap, you got me. And the lion's like, man, that was pretty fast. He's like, yeah, did the best I could, but I'm only two weeks old. Crunch. And the lion's like, well, <laughs> you know I got to eat you now, right? And the zebra's like, hey, no hard feeling. That's nature. Go, go ahead. And the lion's like, all right, well, you know, I, maybe there's like this understanding. Yeah, I would say that just in... Um, we could talk more generalities here uh, with with talking about animals in heaven. If you kind of hold to that return to Eden mentality of heaven where uh, the the heavens and the earth, and we talk about the heavens, we're talking about the sky above us, not you know where God resides. The heavens and the earth are returned to perfection uh, as there was in Eden, um, then obviously animals are present because they're there to be enjoyed. Now in heaven, and it feels good to take care of animals. There's something about being oh, selfless yeah. and you know comforting and taking care of animals. It's good for us. It's good for yeah. people. Yeah, and that's why uh, we could. Uh, it's a great discussion. Can you definitively say animals in heaven? Now, does it really matter in yeah, the end? I think yeah. that's one of the ones that's definitely open handed. But when we look at this in this statement, after God made all the other creatures, He created man, male and female, with reasonable and immortal souls. For us. There was never going to be a moment where the lions figured out, hey, listen, we don't have to chase zebras. We can just set these traps. They don't have that reason, you know, <laughs> to figure it out. For us, Pull, pulls out a 12 gauge. Yeah, like they're not, whatever you they're not going to unroll these blueprints and be like, now look here. You know, a topographical map. Wilbur, you need to go this direction. And Frank, Wilbur, that way. Wilbur and Frank the lions. Yeah, I don't know where I got those names. Well, I'm pretty sure the lady lions do all the hunting, and the guy just kind of chills and eats leftovers. He's got his job too. Yeah. Um, but when when we when we look at mankind, God has given us the ability to reason. Have, uh, what is it? I think, therefore, I am. Yeah, and I asked you that before. We had a conversation about a year ago. Because I don't remember how I posed the question. Dude, but I barely like, remember what we talked about the wild bean this morning. How are you going back a year? <laughs> I'm broken. But the the question <laughs> well, was you're like just better than me. Gosh, no. Well, like what what consists of a human? Because we know we're physical and mental beings. Well, where where does that include a spirit or soul? What is a spirit? What is a soul? Like what what components go into making a human human? And you and I were just bouncing ideas off just talking about it lightheartedly you know easy conversation which real quick side note we are so not getting a paragraph three <laughs> this paragraph is too good <laughs> yeah sorry sorry that's for, okay and we never say never said we were perfect hey maybe you enjoy the animal conversation i don't know i'll look into that but we were having that conversation and you're like well that is one special thing that all people have we are aware 
of our relationship with God. Everyone, every Christians, non-Christians, like we are aware that man, every there's something different with me. There's something special about me. Everyone has that feeling usually. Now, if you go to the scientific, sci, not um. You know, I think science is good as a way of measuring physical thing, but yeah. like when it comes to a philosophy or theology, stop, because you can't measure abstract anything. Neil, <laughs> yeah, you're good on Saturn, but don't yeah. tell me about morality. Uh, but yeah, I lost my train of thought. I was well, thinking about a conversation. I think where you're oh, going to, oh, go ahead. Oh, go you ahead. said that we are in a special place to where we can be aware of ourselves and a higher power. We're very special that way. Like a lion doesn't think. Probably not. I guess we don't know ultimately, but they're not like, all right, we're going to go hunting today. Need to hurry up because two weeks from now, I heard some tourists on a safari talk about rain coming, so let's wrap this up. They're not aware. They don't know. The lion does not ask itself, where did I come from? That's a good good way to poise poise that. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, when a horse is eating in the field, it's not going, you know, what, what is good? What is evil? Like we, and that's why it says that we're given reasonable and immortal souls. Um, and then later on, it says we're made in the image of God in knowledge. And I think that is, and Romans one, Romans one talks about that that God is revealed to all mankind. Like everybody knows, you can talk to the most self-proclaimed atheistic person, and they will still try to come to an understanding of good and evil because they know that there are good things and there are evil things. Now, we'll disagree with them on what's good and what's evil, but they're still trying to come to that understanding because there's still something there that they're going, something is bigger than me. And so we see this knowledge, righteousness, and true holiness. Now, we understand righteousness and true holiness was given to Adam and Eve. Like, they were created in a perfect garden, Imperfection where we are fallen into a fallen. Uh, Bible Project released a video. Well, I saw it this past week talking about the etymology behind the terms sin, transgression, and iniquity. Mm. And uh, I just saw the part on sin, but sin literally translate falling short of a tar- failing, missing the mark. Yep. Yeah, just not doing what you're supposed to do to the quality you're supposed to do it. It's Fallen short. You know, I think if we're all honest, we would all say we have fallen short. But it's funny, you go to a person on the street, it's like, do you believe you're a sinner? No, nah, man, I do the best. He's like, whoa, do you think that you ever fail your purpose in life? I think most people would be like, you know, I probably do need to, you know, stop murdering people. I've been kind of guilty about it. Um, I, I watched a video one time, and, and the person doing it, I think, is a little too antagonistic, but they were talking to somebody going, um, hey, have you ever done anything wrong? And they're like, yeah, but that doesn't make me a bad person. And it's like, okay, we need to define what's bad. Because if you've done something wrong, then that's bad. And if you've done that bad thing, that makes you a bad person. And I, you talk about the fear of God as well, it, which is what we're told. Like, fear of God is the first step of wisdom. Yep. Not like, oh, don't hurt me but like a fear, respect, and an awe. You are God, and I am not. But it seems to me, and I'm trying to understand other others who may, who don't believe in Jesus and their special role in creation, just trying to put myself in their shoes uh, to see how they would understand the situation. Because it seems to me, it seems kind of simple. Um, maybe, maybe I'm missing something like in trying to understand where they're coming from. But to believe that we were all created by such a perfect, righteous, holy God that even me thinking about committing a sin condemns me from the beginning, you can say, what type of God is that? That's not fair. Or you can be like, well, that is one righteous, holy God. And in that, I'm afraid, I'm a, dude, I'm afraid of that. Like, be afraid of him who can, you know, calm the storms of the sea and move mountains. Like, be, it's like that old meme. I would rather be afraid of him than me. You know that meme like, hey, only God can judge me. And then they're like, that should scare you. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. And it's all condemning too, except for Jesus. Oh. But yeah, it, it all ties in together and just recognizing our special role in creation, specifically here 
on earth, but you know, Jesus is a cosmic king. Humans came from the earth as well. This whole like Elon Musk colonizing Mars stuff. Sorry, I'm going to be like, look, we belong here on this earth. There's something weird about trying to live in a different planet because like we're. Oh, uh, so I've lived. I did my family uh, lineage ancestry stuff back. Just got bored one. Well, I wasn't bored. I was just curious. But anyway, I was able to trace my father's paternal lineage all the way back to England in 1690 and the name Bailey and how it changed in spelling and the first Bailey to be here. And anyway, the hey, Baileys. Do you have any claim to the Baileys? What is it, Irish cream or Baileys? Not officially. Mm. <laughs> Not officially, but we'll see one day. Maybe I got, maybe my rich uncle somewhere out there started <laughs> it. But I can trace my family all the way back to about the early 1800s in Wyoming County. Wico Which psychos. means my family, my genes, we have been in West Virginia for 230 plus years. It's a long time. Like we're a part of this region, when this geography. Well, 1690 to England, but if you're talking about when they, the Baileys were established in southern, southwestern Virginia, Mercer yeah. County, about the late 1700s, early 1800s. Nice. Yeah, and they're still in Huff Creek, baby. Still <laughs> representing that holler. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, you're you're at a place for so long, it becomes a kind of a part of who you are. Yeah. I think and that's and we were created to be special here. Special creation to steward this planet. And that's what the when it says, just kind of building on this whole line, after God had made all other creatures, he created man, male and female, with reasonable immortal souls, rendering them fit unto the life to God for which they were created. So it's like he put us here for a purpose, and he gave us the ability to fulfill that purpose, okay? And then it says, being made after the image of God and knowledge, righteousness, and true holiness, having the law of God written in their hearts and the power to fulfill it. So he has created us, given us purpose, which his purpose he gave to man and woman. Hey, uh, subdue the earth, okay? Fill it, care for it. Create and cultivate, I think you've said yep, before. Create and cultivate. We get that from the the 33 series, uh, manhood series. But create and cultivate. Like tend to what I have created and given you dominion over. And he gave us the ability to do that. And he he made us different than all the other creatures. And then it says, and yet under a possibility of transgressing, which means the tree of knowledge um, of good and evil placed in the garden, don't eat that. But the tree was there. This is this is one of those things where I think it goes back to what you were saying. Like, people would go, you know what, if I was God, I wouldn't put, it's like, just stop there. You're yeah. not God. And to use a, uh, sorry, Mark Driscoll analogy, talking about the backyard fence. Yep. And it's so true. And this is kind of what Adam and Eve screwed up in that we do on a daily basis. It's almost like God has an awesome house for us and we're kids and he has this awesome crazy perfect backyard made just for us exactly the way that you would like he knows you created you he's like this would be the best backyard i'm putting a fence up to keep it safe from everything outside so we in our lives you know start contemplating like what is on the other side of that fence sure i have everything i need but what are you not telling me why why won't you tell me yeah. like adam and eve the tree of knowledge of good and evil that temptation of like yeah god said not to but why like mm -hmm. that i don't really i want to i want to look over the fence guys like don't look over the fence you need to trust me and you if you, you you cannot handle what's outside the fence you'll die if you look outside the fence but they said okay because we don't trust you and i think we do that so similarly where philosophically astronomically like we don't know we we don't know a lot we think we know a lot right now humanity but mm, we mm -hmm. don't know anything so i'm did, sorry so did humanity like 2,500 years ago, and it's like, look how much we... So yeah. does humanity 200 years ago. They peeked over learned. the fence, and that's in our nature. Like, we peek over the fence, I, and we know it's wrong. Yeah, Matt Chandler used the illustration of a plane. He was like, I'm safe within the plane, but I'm I'm able to go anywhere. We can go anywhere, but, I'm, but within the plane. He goes, if I jump out of the plane, I'm no longer safe, and I'm not going anywhere I want. And that's what folks have such a hard time with. It's like, yeah, I mean, the idea of God loving me, and I get to be with him in his heaven forever, that's awesome, but... Here, do you accept my truth about creation? No, because I'd rather define it myself. Yeah, it's like, well, that's that's a problem that you're looking over the fence, or you're making your own fence, or what you think you are. And that's what the very last line when it says under the possibility of transgressing that 
tree in the garden, it says, being left to the liberty of their own will, which was subject to change. Now, that being said, um, this is what is known as covenant theology is, is tracking all the covenants throughout Scripture. Um, and a lot of people tend to start in Genesis 15 um, with mm-hmm. the Abrahamic covenant, uh, or they go a little bit before that and go to the Mosaic covenant. Um, but a, I would say most covenant theology people would start with the, um, it sounds like I'm cussing, but it's the Adamic, Adamic. <laughs> the Adamic covenant. But it's also known as the covenant of works. Uh, and, and that one's tough for people to accept that terminology because basically it was, I'm here with you. I'm walking daily in the garden with you. I've given you everything. This is good. Don't eat that tree. If you eat the tree, then evil enters, sin breaks, humanity falls, the curse comes. You know, it's like, this is what God knows, and he still put the tree there. Uh, the reason people struggle with the idea of uh, uh, covenant of works is because the idea of, like, we, we don't believe in a works-based salvation. Well, God, I mean, even though they deserved death, his grace was very evident because even after the fall, he's like, all right, <clears throat> yeah, you're going to die, but... First will, sacrifice takes place. I'm going to fix this species known as mankind, yep. and through the line of man, I want to be born into it, and I'm going to redeem it from the inside out. Yeah, and, and, and with he had the plan all along to send Jesus. Um, and so looking at that, it's... The new Adam. Oh, the second Adam. Oh, the second Adam, okay. Yeah, the perfect Adam. Sorry, I was just thinking about my memoir. <laughs> I'll let you read it. New me, new you. Um, and so looking, I do like an autobiography, so I would read it. I'm only 33. I don't know how. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've been through a lot. <laughs> you actually have, yeah. <sighs> I think your memoir would be good, like your autobiography would be good to be like, here's how God has been faithful. Look what I've been through, and here's how God has been faithful. Yeah, I ate Twizzlers last night at 1030. And I didn't have heartburn. That's, God, that's a faithful blessing. Um, and so, l- looking at that that covenant with Adam and Eve, that um, that covenant of works, seeing that that's that's where this paragraph leaves off on creation is God made us as man and woman, uh, as humans, different than all other creatures, gave us purpose unlike all other creatures. And in the garden, gave Adam and Eve the ability to remain in that perfection with him or to choose to try to be their own gods, as every other human is, has been through now. Is God God or are we God? Uh, and so that's, that's where that one leaves us off. Sorry, Darren, for not leading the conversation into the next paragraph as we should have. But we actually th- touched on it. You want me to read it? We've touched on it. Actually. Yeah, if we could wrap it up. If, if so, this says besides the law written in their hearts. Okay, which we we want to do a separate podcast on that because it's in the last paragraph and it's in this one. The law written in their hearts. We want to do that. But they received a command not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We talked about that which while they kept, they were happy in their communion with God. We talked about that. They walked with the Lord. And had dominion over the creatures. So we've talked about all that. We've actually covered it. We did good. Oh, we did it. Hey, hey, hey you all want to know what heaven's like? That might actually be one of the better views. If we, it, Is there a book called Return to Eden? Where am I getting that phrase from? Where does that stick out in my mind? Return, the Return to Eden. Does it sound familiar? We could look it up, I'm sure, but boo the internet. But we've we've said that before. Amazon. I mean, Jesus. It, it's like we get to be with Jesus in a bigger, better, newer creation, a better Eden. Return back to that state, but right? Like everything that you just read is pretty much. It's a movie. Is it a bad movie? Nineteen eighty three. So it's probably decent. <laughs> it's Wait a minute. Year. It says Return to Eden, the complete collection. Ooh. Return to Eden two DVD set. <laughs> is there a synopsis? Synopsis, running short on time, and this is a big rabbit hole. All right. I'm just saying that what was mentioned right there in the 1689 is our future as well. You look, how do you know the future? You look back in the past. It's a big mirror behind us. See what's ahead of you by looking what's behind you. To quote Solomon, there's nothing new. What is is what has always been. 
there, and you are so lost in thought right now. I'm reading and enjoyed this. It's a mini series from the '80s. Sounds right up your alley. Do we need to consider a story of greed, adultery, revenge, and cunning plastic surgery? <laughs> That's what it says. That's the description. <laughs> And the picture has a woman on it, and it looks like she's about to be eaten by an alligator. <laughs> Dude, that fall was brutal. Adultery. Okay, what? Adultery. Adultery. Oh, greed, adultery, <laughs> revenge, and cunning plastic surgery. Now what? Okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build an idea. Uh, just be based off that and the picture on the front, Return to Eden, um, a woman gets attacked by an alligator, gets mauled, the and she has a perfect life beforehand. Yes, her husband decides I don't want to be married to such a a messed up lady now and leaves. And maybe and it's so a botched surgery. She came out worse than yeah, when she, she went in. She goes through plastic surgery but ends up looking different and comes back and gets revenge on him for leaving her. Oh, and that's a serious. I don't know that's a return to Eden, but <laughs> and I I don't know. I don't know where I came up with that phrase. I mean, it just sounds nice. Well, there I will say Is there's there an a, album there's some other things. Um, Maybe a musical. Uh, there's a book. Uh, who's the author? Does it say Heather Hamilton? Hmm. I don't uh, know where I picked that up. Movie. It does say "Return to Eden." Harrison Ford. It's a good phrase. It's yeah. your new your next tattoo. "Return to Eden," but better. The New Jerusalem. <laughs> so so yeah, I I think we've covered everything. Just. It's that this this paragraph or these paragraphs, this chapter was on creation, not not on the fall, not on the results, not on where we are, but it's on creation. And it ends with perfection in the garden, walking with God. And and then we move on to chapters from there. We did it, Darren. We finished chapter four with yeah. our friends. Friends, thanks for sticking around. If you made it this far, um, I'm not supposed to apologize as much. I've been, I was corrected on that recently. So I'm going to not be apologetic about it. You're welcome for that, for all the wonderful whatever it is you just heard. If you made it this far, we really do appreciate you. Give us your feedback. GrassrootsWV.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Y'all are awesome. Have a good one.